This very special bonus episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore is brought to you by our generous listener supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you appreciate what we do and would like to join them, go to dollamore.com slash PayPal or dollamore.com slash Patreon. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Everybody, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. This very special impromptu bonus episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and today I'm joined by the lovely, the talented, the scholarly, the always loyal, Brittany Page. And boy, was it, oh, I forgot the word that you used. It totally left my mind as soon as I started talking. Impromptu. It was completely <laughs> impromptu. <laughs> It came back to me just like that. Well, it it does show that we can move on our feet. We're quick on our feet. We're adaptable. We're super quick. You know what we're like? Mm. Marines. Oh. We overcome, we adapt and overcome. Jesse was a Marine, everybody. So. Have I mentioned that before on the show? This bonus episode really came together. This was the quickest turnaround we've ever had where we reach out to somebody, they say yes, we schedule a time, and bam, we're recording. And. Here's what happened. I've been watching our friend Austin Fowdy on Instagram as he has gone, I don't know if I would say back and forth because I haven't seen the other side, but he has been attempting to get the attention of Boise Weekly because... Boise Weekly is an independent newspaper in Boise, Idaho. Right. Because they wrote an article about bartenders and this kind of like slack thread that all these hundreds of bartenders are a part of to warn other bartenders about problematic patrons that are on their way. That could be a a tongue twister there. Yeah. (laughs) Warn other bartenders about problematic... I can almost not do it. Problematic patrons. Yes. And in this article, the author of the article used the phrase gray area racism. Yeah. And for Austin, a man of color, this was very hurtful and offensive. I mean, I don't know if he would use those words, but based on his responses that I was seeing, that that's the vibe that I'm getting. And so I reached out to him and I said, hey, we want to help you get some attention on this. So yeah. you want to come talk about it? And he said, yes, let's do it. So we got him on the phone and we had a really great conversation I think it's important for everyone to hear, even if you do not live in Boise, even if you do not live in Idaho, because you can still help Austin. Yeah, with, and also with this mission. Look at this as a as a as a, a, a educational moment, a, a moment to train, to correct gently. That well, one, this hurts Austin because, like, if Austin lived in Atlanta. Or a city that's predominantly black, or even a city of uh, of a lot higher population of people of color, 
I don't know that it would be as hurtful. Mm-hmm. I, I, but I, that's my white guy thing. I fucking yeah. don't know. Yeah, we, but, but but I can only imagine that it's extra hurtful. We'll just say that. Yeah. That it's extra hurtful because he's walking around in a city not filled, but the vast majority of people likely believe that gray area racism is a real fucking thing. And we, we get into in depth why that is not the phrase that should have been used apparently the Boise Weekly agrees that it shouldn't have been used because they removed it from their online publication quietly without explicitly stating that they did that in a correction and that's really the point of what Austin is looking for he is looking for the Boise Weekly to directly issue a correction and a retraction of having used the phrase and we think there should be more than that, right? Yeah. That they should actually engage in a conversation with Austin. Austin wants that too, right? And this is really an opportunity, like you said, for the Boise Weekly to do some good here, to highlight this error and have a really productive conversation about what this phrase means and the effect that it has. So we give this information at the tail end of the interview, but we want to give it up front here. If you feel like contacting the Boise Weekly to help Austin get this correction issued, this retraction issued for this article and using this phrase, you can call 208-344-2055. You can also email the editor, Harrison Berry, at editor at boiseweekly.com. And if you feel like using social media to make your contacts, you can do at Boise Weekly or the Boise Weekly Facebook page. At Boise Weekly would be their Instagram account. Correct. Yeah. So uh, with all that said, we love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Let's get to Austin. It's Austin Fowdy from Boise, Idaho. Old friend extraordinaire. How are you, sir? I am very well, thank you. How are you? Good, man. The second time on the program. I'm also yeah. well. Brittany, <laughs> Brit- you're always well. People just assume that you're well, though. They sure do. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what's going on here, mm. Austin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Austin is an old friend of mine. Austin lives in a in a wildly white state in in a wildly white city within that wildly well every city is a wildly white city idaho in, in idaho yeah. idaho absolutely and, and i i am a person of color that is right and austin is a he's a black guy yeah so what happened is there is a there's a newspaper just like there used to be here in orange county that we were awarded the the most popular, the, the best podcast in Orange County by the OC Weekly. Right after that happened, they closed down. Yeah, next, so, next issue, they shut down. Bad omen. <laughs> they no shit. So there's a there's a newspaper in Boise called the Boise Weekly, mm-hmm. which is kind of a series. They're like a, I don't know if they have anything to do with one another, but that is certainly around the country. There are these independent upstart kind of liberal attacking the establishment types of newspapers yeah and boise weekly is that one that's kind of the role they play and they just wrote an article describe exactly what the article is uh very briefly austin uh so the article basically examines the local service industry workers use of a uh, particular private social media forum called the syndicate um, on which it provides, um, I, I am a service 
worker or service industry worker in in Boise as well. I work at a local bar um, in which it it provides us a a front to combat aggressive, drunk or otherwise problematic customers in the downtown scene. So if there's somebody who comes into my bar and they're, you know, a drunk asshole, I'll get onto our little group forum and warn the neighboring bars around us that somebody may be coming their way. And it, it isn't just for like violent, aggressive type of behavior, because in the article, they also talk about racism, too. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So so they wrote an article about this. But in the article, the phrase, the words were used. It's not always, you know, crazy racism. I don't know the exact quote. I think I have it here. Hang on a second. Quote. Yeah. yeah, Brittany has it. It is when people engage in the gray area racism that things become slightly more complicated. So gray area racism, obviously, I mean, we're going to get deeper into this, but that connotes that, well, you know, that's the that's not real racism. That's not serious racism. It's that's just kind of racist. Yeah, that's just, you know, like there's levels of racism. Exactly. That's the that's the palatable kind of racism. And and Austin, the reason that we're talking to you about this right now is because you've been leading this charge really on your own personal social media uh, accounts accounts plural. I don't know if you're doing it elsewhere, but Instagram is where I've primarily seen it. Um, yeah. So obviously, when you saw this sentence, it jumped out at you as something that should not be written. What was it about the phrase? I mean, we can all understand that it's not good and it shouldn't have been written. But can you kind of highlight specifically why that phrase really jumped out at you? You know, I, I think that it, it tends to minimize the effects that racism has on individuals of, of color and uh, marginalized groups. I think that it perpetuates the notion that racism exists on a spectrum or a hierarchy. Uh, it reinforces problematic beliefs within this uh, publication's non-minority and non-marginalized readership. It, it infers that some forms of racism are more legitimized or legitimate than others. Hmm. Okay. I like that second one a lot. Sorry to interrupt you, Jesse D. But as you were talking about Jesse up front, how the predominant population, it's white, right? White people. And so by using that phrase, it can give the majority people that are that are reading this magazine, white people, the idea that such a thing exists. Give them cover for their bullshit. Right. Exactly. Yes. So so what happened is you kind of took them to task. I think you reached out on social media, Instagram or whatever. You pushed Mm -hmm. back. The author came clean and said, yeah, you know what? Lame. I, or however however he did we'll we'll address it when we when we come back around yeah. but then the editor says i totally support the author we did nothing wrong and really was resistant to any criticism whatsoever absolutely okay so that's where we are we're going to talk about the author we're going to talk about the editor we're going to talk about the oc weekly and the article and just generally boise weekly the boise, boise weekly. weekly sorry sorry we want to make sure, well, the OC Weekly's not a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's an unfortunate thing because like 19 or 20 people lost their jobs who were hardworking, independent journalists. Yeah, but don't try to call them and track them down like you will be doing with the Boise Weekly. Well, we're going to be giving some contact information. Yes. yes so, yeah. so where should we start? Oh, so I, ultimately, I, I think I'd like to start with, with the editor's response, honestly. Um if, if that sounds good. Yeah, let me let um, me read it. 
I yeah, think I come across as more snarktastic. Please. So his response is, I stand by my writer. The principal points made here about the role of journalism in combating racism and injustice, the power of language, and the hard line between what is and is not racist are spot on. He's a white guy, right? Yes, he is. Declaring with certitude what is and is not racist, what was talked about, whether it be racist or not. He's the arbiter of truth relative to racism as the white man editor, the man of power at this newspaper. And I would have no problem issuing a correction and an apology if we committed malfeasance or violated our values and integrity intentionally or not. Xavier, who is the the author, I'm assuming, however, did not, quote unquote, screw up. Service industry workers make judgments every day about what kinds of behavior rise to the level of giving someone the boot from their establishments. What Xavier discovered in his reporting is that not all instances of actual or alleged racism result in perpetrators being removed from bars. While I can say that the Boise Weekly stands against systemic injustice and violence, we also understand that not everyone enjoys the same privilege, making determinations with their own values, under a variety of constraints, on the fly and often amid ambiguity. Circumstances that Xavier reflects in a variety of contexts across his article. I'd like to thank the people who spoke to us for this article for sharing their stories and perspectives. We in this thread agree that racism is a systemic issue and that it demands action and redress. If this article spurs a broader conversation about how to fight it in our city's bars and restaurants, I think we can all be proud to have contributed to a social good. So that last sentence kind of sticks out to me as, look, because we, he's not admitting that they fucked up at all. No, But it's for me, I'm thinking, oh, well, because we fucked up, now people are talking about it. So hooray for us. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I'm getting from that. Also, that's not an apology. That's a fuck you. We did nothing wrong. Correct. Yeah. So they did issue some kind of a correction, though. But it well, wasn't... I want to hear what Austin thinks about this response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was Austin's perspective on receiving this message? Yeah. Yeah. So when I when I read this message, I was I was a little bit floored that somebody in the position of of power and authority within this city, because that's what it is. It is a position of power. Sure. Um, responded to me in this way. One, it's extremely condescending, and two. The, the engagement of re-summarizing the article that I read back to me implies that he believes that I am not intelligent enough yeah. or intellectual enough to determine what the content of the article was, which also means that he missed my point entirely about calling out the specific language use. Harrison Barry is his name, by the Harrison way. Harrison Barry, yes. Um yeah, so this is a form of, you know, as there's mansplaining, this is a form of white-splaining, where a, a white man in the position of power is talking down to the uninformed black man and trying to explain his point of view when, in reality, I understand what the, what the article intended. Yeah. 
it is it is odd that he that he took that approach in like you said summarizing the article back to you because and we're, we're going to put the article up we're going to ensure that people have access to this even people who don't live in Boise who um don't want this to be happening anywhere right where people are writing phrases like gray area racism and contributing to problematic beliefs about racism and instead of apologizing figuring out what they need to do in terms of editing the article editing an editor's notes none of that none of that was was stated here but we're ultimately seeking understanding yeah um they did add an editor's note but it didn't clarify anything about the specific phrase right correct and so the the We'll move on to the uh, the alteration of the online publication. Um, the day after I broached my concern, um, they changed the online publication wording from gray area racism to covert racism, mm. which is technically correct. But it was only after a white friend and ally of mine stood up on my Instagram feed and suggested that that exchange. Yeah, they didn't take your word for it. No. Wow. So the, the, the editor's note on the article is, is uh, wording in this story was changed to better reflect the context in which it was spoken. What What does that mean? In what, it, wasn't this the words of the author and not the words of like someone they interviewed? Correct. Yeah, this was the direct commentary of the writer and not a direct quotation from one of their subjects. Yeah, and let me also let me also ask this: when when because I haven't read the article because I'm super prepared, you know, Austin, yeah. how I do things. I did read it though because <laughs> I am very prepared. Of course you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're Brittany Page. Unlike the drop, that drop is a liar. So <laughs> so uh, was the words were the words gray area racism? Was that in like quotes like a? You, you like oh you know what i mean gray area racism or was it just spoken as though that's a real thing no it, it was just spoken as fact it, it, it was not a, it wasn't a, a quote it was spoken as though it was a factual element in consideration in these issues yeah, naming it as you know not regular racism not real racism gray area racism. gray area yeah and and like you said austin covert racism is the correct term right Correct. Yes. Well, I mean, if you if you need another word other than just fucking racism, then then covert, I guess, applies. But it's still racism. Presuming presuming that I understand what they meant in their uninformed position, I would assume that covert racism was the term that they're looking for. Yeah. 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 Where it is kind of passive and almost like a microaggression type thing where you, after you have an exchange with someone, then you walk away from that wondering, wait a minute, I think that that was racist. Is that kind of the idea? Yes, correct. Yeah. Well, do you have an example like in a bar, working in the service industry in a bar and bouncing and serving or whatever, what would be an example of covert racism? I would have to say something to the effect of um conversationally implying that you know a black man or, or a black you know particularly a black man has a large penis for example mm. it's not necessarily a, a slight 
you know, who, you know, as far as patriarchal and misogynistic concerns go, that may be a positive reflection of, of the individual, you know, but that's, that's a stereotype. Yeah. Well, it you know? also harkens back to uh, times of, of, of the enslaved individuals in our country. Mm-hmm. And when they were, you know, breeding and it was a, a fucking, a horrible human rights catastrophe in America. That's, that's right. where that harkens back to. Absolutely. So, or, or, or for another instance, um, you know, exoticizing the black body. Um, but when people touch my hair, for example, I, I believe that that is a form of covert racism. They're exoticizing something about my body that they deem is okay for them to touch or possess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they, they corrected it on the online version. Obviously they have, there's, it's impossible for them to go out and collect 50,000 or whatever their distribution is copies of the print edition. Um, yeah. What, what kind of redress should be done here? What, what are you, what are you looking for? So I, I, I truly believe that uh, w- without a, official formal correction or redaction of the phrase um it still leaves those thousands of copies out within the treasure valley for their readership to um to consume and without taking the action of such a correction it calls into question their journalistic integrity and the ethics of their entire journalistic practice yeah you know it well let me say this sorry let me say this I doubt that Harrison Barry is a bad person. I think that he doubled. I mean, I don't know this fucking guy at all. I don't even know what he looks like. Right. But I know the public, the, the publication that he's running there. Mm-hmm. And I think that they are trying. But when his back was against the wall, rather than just own a, an obvious mistake, doubling down isn't the professional thing to do, especially, especially. In journalism. Well, and I think, Austin, you made this point that changing the phrase is somewhat an admission. It's not somewhat an admission. It is an admission that it was the incorrect phrase, that it was it was not what should have been written in this article. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been changed. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like hiding the truth, you know, is is never an indication of innocence. Right. Yeah, it's not. Well, it's it's not a correction. It's not a retraction. It's yeah. it's them. It's whitewashing. No, no racial implication there. Although maybe a pun is intended, but it is. <laughs> it's whitewashing the mistake that they made. Yeah. 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 And, and so it's important for you, Austin, and I'm sure for many other people that saw this, for the Boise Weekly to own up to what they wrote why they changed it and to engage in a conversation here that goes a little bit deeper than just correcting the problem quietly, a deeper conversation around what prompted this phrase to be used in the first place. What are the implications of people having read it and Mm -hmm. what needs to be done now in the aftermath to kind of clean up the, the mess that was made here. And and let me, let me say this to to Harrison Barry, because I'm, sure he's going to end up listening to this we're going to reach out for a comment maybe even get him on oh. to, to talk about it yeah, I hope but so. here's he's in a, in a in a very unique position a unique situation that he happens to edit a paper with a large circulation especially relative to the area the small area the boise is a small town with two hundred and fifty thousand people or something 
So he has an opportunity to actually do what Brittany just said, have a conversation, write a feature article about this, get you in and talk about this, talk about the the misunderstanding of the, the, the white community at large, that it's not, yeah. there is no not racist. You're either racist or you're anti-racist. There's no in-between, there's no middle ground. And that's why this is so important, whether you live in, in San Diego or in Maine, or in Miami, or Seattle, or anywhere in between, this is going on all across our giant white country, and people need to know that difference and those dif differentiations. Yeah. Absolutely. So we wanted to have you on, Austin, because we wanted to, number one, support you in your efforts here, but we also want to invite our listeners to support you. So yeah. tell us what that would look like. What would supporting you look like? So yeah, the uh, the Voice of Weekly's contact information, if you are so inclined to to get on board with with my cause right now um and having them issue a correction or a retraction um their phone number is 208-344-2055 they can be emailed particularly harrison berry can be emailed at editor at boiseweekly.com their social media is as follows uh their instagram is at boiseweekly and their Facebook account can be found by searching Boise Weekly. And yours, yours, hang on. I'm gonna yeah. give you a plug. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, I wanna wrap, I, I, I wanna talk a little bit more about it, but your Instagram is at underscore mocha underscore thunder underscore. Correct. You're not making it fucking easy with the underscores, brother. Come on. Uh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 where does this I mean I want everybody to get involved. I would encourage everybody to, to to you know whether you have the time or the energy to call, definitely email, definitely reach out on the Instagram. That's super easy. Please, yeah. please. Yeah, and, and please jump on mine and, and follow follow what I'm trying to do here. This whole this sense of activism is is very new to me and I could use all the support I I could get. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you have any final words for us, Austin? Any parting messages that you would want to leave with us and the audience so that they feel more inclined with this call to action? Yeah, motivate us. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I want to thank you, too, for, for having me on and giving me a platform to, to talk about this because it is something that is fundamentally yeah. important to me, Anytime. especially in the city. Listen, we we love you. you you're You're... Yeah. You're like family. We any yeah. anything you need, especially where it relates to shit like this. I, we, I I mean, we're both from the area. We want to do what we can to make Idaho more progressive, more blue, more tolerant. So absolutely, because yeah. it can be a beautiful place. And you know, the thing is, the Boise Weekly's lack of engagement with me, as they have not contacted me or or engaged with me at all regarding this regarding my criticism of them and and their subsequent refusal to do what is right in issuing a correction is incommensurable with their claim that they stand against systemic injustice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Consequently, by suppressing the voices of people of color, they are actively engaging in the very covert racism and systematic injustice that they supposedly combat. Yeah. I am calling on the Boise Weekly to issue a formal correction in their next issue in order to clarify their inaccurate and insensitive words and acknowledge that to their readership that racism has no gray area. Racism is as black and white as 
the text they print. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you know what? I mean, uh, they have an opportunity here to do the right thing. They have an opportunity here to really shine a light on not just the mistake. That's that's secondary here. Absolutely. That's secondary to what could the good that could be done by educating the people who read their 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 publication. Right. It should be thought of as an yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. listen, hopefully that everybody will, will jump on board. I'm going to read those numbers one more time. Uh if you feel so inclined, you can call them 208-344-2055. Uh, Harrison Barry's email is editor at boiseweekly.com. You can reach out on Instagram at Boise Weekly and Facebook. Just search Boise Weekly. Again, Austin Fowdy, we love the shit out of you. Um, I follow Austin on the Instagram. Yeah, I do as well. At underscore mocha underscore thunder underscore. <laughs> Everyone should. Everyone should. Yeah, because Austin is a beautiful soul. Yeah, you can hear it when you yeah. when you listen to him talk. I mean, this is this, this is it's not. I, I don't. I mean, obviously, I believe it's personal for you. It's obvious that it's personal for you. Yeah, because you are a person of color living in a white, white, white area. Right. Who has yeah. to deal with racism on a regular basis? Yeah. So the spotlight's in you everywhere you go because you're always the one or two, maybe black guy or person of color in, in an establishment or wherever you go because it's yeah, exactly. Yep. But I think moreover, not moreover, but I also think in addition to that, you're just, you love, you have, you have an, an immense superpower of empathy and this burns at your heart that they're, that they're being so recalcitrant relative to making this right. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, really ultimately I I want to instill a sense of motivation within, you know, everybody who's impacted by this, this case um, to take action when they see it, when they're faced with injustices, not just for, for your own kind, not just for, you know, for what affects you or impacts you, but speak out when you see something yeah. that is immoral or unjust. That, that's, that's a, another salient point here. It's a great lesson for all of us. I mean, I don't know why the fuck I wasn't attaching on to that and talking about it. Stealing my <laughs> thunder there, Mocha Thunder guy. Uh, that That's true. Yeah. That, that even someone, you know, you're a college student working in a bar. You, you're not you're not imbued with social power and you're 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 holding truth to power. You're, you're forcing them to answer. And that is fucking a fantastic lesson for every single one of us, whether you have the power of, of the reach that Brittany and I do or not. That is awesome. So yeah. thank you, man. Thank you both. We appreciate, appreciate you coming it. on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I don't know if I said it, Brittany Page. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. Yeah, it's it's. It's important to, when you meet good people, keep them around. Yeah. And keep them close. And I think in this day and age, in this day and age, I'm trying to do it. <laughs> Get off my lawn! <laughs> there's a lot of human disconnection, right? We're always on our phones. We aren't, like, talking to people when we're out in the world. At yeah. least this is most people, right? And I think it's important to continue to reach out, right? I think that you and I have talked about doing better at this. Staying connected with people in our lives. Yeah. Well, especially the quality ones. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, Austin is definitely a quality, quality person. Yeah. I, I, I feel very blessed to have had him in my life. And we've been friends now for 
Wow, I mean, maybe 15 years, a long, long time. And he is one of the good ones, as as evidenced here by, by his heart and what he cares about. And going, you know, I don't know that he's putting himself on the line here, but, but he is certainly doing something that he doesn't necessarily have to do and 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 calling calling for the right thing to be done here. So uh, good for him. I would encourage everybody, one, just follow him on the Instagram. Absolutely. Mo- Mocha Thunder, um, impregnated by underscores and bookended by <laughs> underscores. <laughs> and... Uh, and and if you feel if the spirit moves you, as the saying goes, reach out to Boise Weekly and ask them to to do the right thing here. Anyway, we love you guys. We appreciate you as always. At what we do here is independent media. We are sponsored by you. We are created and produced by our listeners. If you feel the spirit move, that same spirit move that you uh, want to reach out to Boise Weekly. To, to to give a, a couple bucks a month, five bucks a month, whatever is completely comfortable for you to do, go to dollamore.com slash Patreon and, uh, you know, do your thing. We'd love to hear from you too, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. This is a deep subject, the width and breadth of which we could have many, many episodes, and I suppose we probably will. We'd love to hear what you think about it. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It.